My name is Mimi Bouchard, and I'm a personal development junkie that is here to help you transform your life so that you can truly tap into your ultimate potential. I'm a meditation teacher and a podcaster, and in this podcast, I am raw, I am real, and I share everything I possibly can to make this journey of self-discovery and transformation easier for you. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Mimi podcast. I'm super excited to have our guest Jennifer Fisher on the show today. I've been following Jennifer Fisher for a few years on her Jennifer Fisher jewelry Instagram, but also on the Jennifer Fisher um, kitchen Instagram. And I love watching everything you do. All of my earrings are from you. I literally get messages every time I'm wearing your earrings and everyone always asks, where are those gold hoops from that you always wear, Mimi? And they're always Jennifer Fisher. So I'm really excited to have her on. She has an incredible story. She's a total girl boss and she's built her business huge and it's so inspiring. So I'm really excited to have you on. Thanks for having me, Mimi. I'm so happy to be here. Yay. So should we just get started for people that haven't heard of you before? Like, what's your story? I know I was reading earlier on your website, you have a very cool story. You've kind of, you know, fully started from the bottom, like in your blood. And I would just love to hear kind of how you created such a big empire. And everyone listening, by the way, Jennifer's jewelry is, um, you know, worn by huge stars like Hailey Bieber, you know, every, every single like huge celebrity you could think of wears her jewelry and she's created an incredible business for herself and she basically does it all. Like you have, you know, kitchen stuff, you have a line with CB2, you basically do it all. And I just want to know basically how that started, if that was always within you and just learn more about your work ethic. Well, first, let me start off with, you know, thanks for having me so much. I, you know, I'm a huge fan back at you. I've been following you since you started wearing my earrings and I think you're amazing. So I'm really happy to be here to be talking with you today. So this is great. And it's um, an honor for me to be here too. So uh, my business is a long story. Uh, It started, you know, kind of out of nowhere. I studied business marketing at USC. You know, I was one of those girls that was always into fashion. I was lucky enough that when I was younger, my mom got me a subscription to Vogue magazine and I plastered my wall in high school and, you know, of of aspirational fashion and things that I loved. And so much so that when we sold that house, uh, the, the buyer who was the actress Jane Seymour asked to keep the Vogue wallpaper in the bedroom. You know, I was just obsessed with clothes. I always was sort of taking vintage clothes and changing them or, you know, doing something with fashion and doing something with business at the same time. So my parents would travel and go out of town and I'd start, you know, a button earring business for the weekend while they were away. You know, I was sort of always that serial entrepreneur, you know, I was selling avocados out of the backyard to the local restaurants, you know, when we could, you know, I was always hustling and it's just business has always been part of who I am. And, uh, you know, that's why I studied marketing. I thought, you know, maybe I'll go into uh, magazine publishing. That's really what I thought I wanted to do, but something to do with advertising and sales. That was always something that I loved to do. Um, but I started as most people do, you could go and take your first internship out of college and you realize that what you think you wanted to do is absolutely not what you wanted to do. So I would, I was sitting on the finance side of the magazine and crunching ad numbers, looking at the wardrobe racks going by going, Oh my God, I'm on the wrong side. This is not what I want to do. So cut to a friend of mine, uh, worked at a commercial production agency in Los Angeles, you know, at the time, um, propaganda films, and they were doing a lot of commercials, a lot of, uh, directors word, you know, that are now big movie directors were actually shooting commercials at the time. And one of them luckily needed a wardrobe stylist. And one of my friends was like, Hey, my friend, Jen, you know, she could, she could do this. 
And so I went in, never assisted, never had done anything to do with commercial production or fashion production. And I styled my first commercial and that was it. And I became a wardrobe stylist. Um, so I started shooting, working on commercials and a little bit in fashion and film, but really mainly commercials. I worked um, on a TV show for Aaron Spelling for a while, um, but sort of dabbled in all different areas of wardrobe. And I ended up going to New York and met this great guy named Kevin. And uh, cut to, uh, we started dating and I got diagnosed with something called a desmoid tumor in my chest, which is a soft tissue sarcoma. And I had to undergo uh, 12 the trexate chemotherapy for that. Um, it's a whole long story. They first thought it was breast cancer. It turns out it wasn't breast cancer. It's scar tissue from my breast implants. Um, so like one in 500,000, um, you know, it's basically a keloid scar on the inside of your body that turns into a tumor. So uh, the chemotherapy worked for that. Uh, we got married six months after. And uh, when we wanted to, you know, I was still styling. And uh, just like, you know what, I'm going to keep this tumor. They can't take it out. I'm going to live with it. That's a whole positive mindset thing. We can talk about that later because that's a whole self-healing thing that we could talk about in this because I'm a big believer in that. Positive mindset heals your body um, because that's how it got me through my tumor. Um, so I know that'll be a topic for you and I. Um, and then uh, my oncologist, when I wanted to have a baby, my oncologist said, you know, a bad idea. Your tumor grows from estrogen. You need to get a surrogate or adopt. Uh, we're, and we were like, oh gosh, okay, well, let's try surrogacy first. And at the time, it was illegal in the state of New York to have a surrogate carry a child for you, but legal in California, which my, I was from California as, as well as my husband, Kevin. Uh, so we decided to do it in California because the grandparents would be there. But it's a, it's, it takes about a year to go through this whole process of finding a surrogate because you are, for those who aren't familiar with it, you know, it's, it goes through an agency. You, you, you know, I'm sure things are different now, but, you know, this was... Uh, you know, 18 years ago, almost, we started doing this. Um, and, you know, you write, you do a book about, you know, your couple and who you are as a, as a couple. And, you know, these women choose you. And so we were fortunate enough that we had this amazing woman choose us. And uh, we went through IVF and uh, the egg transfer and the first pregnancy uh, took, but she miscarried at 12 weeks. And so then we did it all over again. And those who aren't familiar with this, it's a, it's a very long process. You know, she, she lived in Sacramento, so we'd bring her and her family down for this whole process. I had to go through IVF and the egg retrieval. We had to go through, I mean, it, it's a lot for everybody. Um, and so the second time we did it again, and pregnancy took again, uh, we saw heartbeat. But for some reason, at 16 weeks, she miscarried, or there was no heartbeat. I went up to go visit her. Because um, at you know a certain point in the contract of surrogacy, you you know you take them shopping and it's like a whole process. And there was no heartbeat, so we I went through the DNC with her there, and then she decided you know she's maybe maybe this is not right, so she quit. And we were like, what do we do? What should we do now? Um, so we tried IVF in New York, uh, the two of us just together, um, without you know my my oncologist knowing about this again, and it didn't work. And so then we were like, what do we do? And it's like adoption. So we were like, let's take the summer off and have a really good summer. So we took the summer off, had a really fun summer, and I got pregnant. Thank and gosh. yeah, it's crazy. So that, and that is my son, Shane. Oh my so, gosh. Uh, healthy pregnancy, no issues. My tumor actually shrunk um, from having him, which is very rare. Um, and when he was, after he was born, he gave me gifts to represent him, um, you know, mom jewelry, you know, technically, you know, things that I could wear um, 
to, it just wasn't, nothing felt like it was me. Nothing was heavy enough. Everything was sort of tiny and it wasn't me. And that's so, for so many people and that's awesome, but it just wasn't for me. So I made this heavy dog tag and I wore it on a big gold chain and I'd wear it on set when I was styling. And it was instant conversation piece. And, you know, the grips, the gaffers, everybody on set would ask me, oh my God, what is that? What does that say? And I'd say, it's my son's name. And they'd say, oh my gosh, my wife would love that, but she loves hearts. Or, you know, my girlfriend would like that, but she likes stars. And I was like, well, I can make that for you. And so I started making them for people that I worked with. And I made one for Uma Thurman. And it just so happened that she got her necklace delivered the day she was shooting a Glamour magazine cover. And she wore it on the cover of Glamour with her two children's. It was a, it was a circle pendant um, and a moon. And each had her, her, her kids' names on it. And she wore it on the cover of Glamour. And the sort of the rest is history. Oh my gosh. What a freaking story. That is crazy. It, it would just happen so organically, you creating this business. And thank you so much for sharing all of that stuff about how, how hard it was to, to conceive. And, you know, that's, that's such a touching kind of topic for so many women. And I can't imagine how hard that would have been. And yeah, it's, it's scary. And, and I would love to talk about the mind-body connection thing with you because you know that I'm also so into that kind of stuff and a big believer in it. And yeah, it's just a game changer. It is. I really believe that, you know, when I was going through chemotherapy, I had this, I sort of had my wish bag with me and all my good luck charms and my talismans, you know, I'm a big believer in that too. And that's sort of what my jewelry also embodies is, you know, once you purchase these things, you know, I have my children with me at all times every day, you know, and I wear them. And if it's not on my body, it's in my bag. And so I'm a big believer in talismans and things like that and healing stones. And I have this bag of all of my special things. And in that I would have, I also had like a mantra I'd repeat every day. And I really, I I took it upon myself to, instead of going dark in that time to go positive and to really believe that I was going to get better and I was going to fight this tumor. And so every day I would, you know, really manifest and internalize what I sort of saw this tumor doing and I would envision it shrinking and I would you know, I would repeat that over and over again. I don't think I've actually ever talked about this before. Um, but I, I really believe that the power of positive thinking is an incredible, important tool that people don't take advantage of enough because everybody has it. You just have to, you have to learn how to use it, try to use it. I think people are fearful or people are skeptical about it. But, you know, for me, my experience with it uh, was healing and, uh, you know, it changed my health. You, you would literally envision the tumor getting smaller and smaller. You'd visualize it. I would visualize it every day. I would visualize the, the type of tumor this is. It grows around your bone and into your muscles. It's sort of like a big octopus. That's sort of how they would always describe it. It would go through things. So I would envision sort of the tentacles being pulled out. I would envision it shrinking and I would envision it, you know, getting smaller every day. So did you do it like just while you were kind of getting ready or did you ever meditate? Like, are you a meditator? I am a meditator, but I didn't meditate then. I do TM now, but I was not a meditator then. Um, I, but I, I've always been, you know, and I think it's, and I don't say it was forced upon me. It was just sort of, it was something that my parents taught me and it was, we didn't really growing up, you know, my parents would, would always say really my dad, you know, you can do it. You've got this. You can heal yourself. You can do all these things yourself. You don't need anybody else. Just look inside yourself. You can do it. And it was always, you know, he was always kind of a tough guy. And I really believe that. 
because it was how I was raised. And I, you know, I try to do the same for my children now. Um, you know, it's really, it's so much of it is, is, is personal and you have to just know, you know, like for me with the health, I knew I was going to be okay. Whatever it was, if I had to have surgery, if I had to have chemotherapy, whatever it was that I had to do to heal or to come get through this, I was going to be okay. I think that's really hard for a lot of people. Um, you know, if we all kind of think about that, you know, and I try to think about that with business too, you know, there's bad days too, you know, it's sort of, you can take this in all forms of life, you know, health, business, you know, everything, Mm -hmm. raising your kid. Um, it's a mindset that I don't really give myself a choice. I, it's just how I, it's just who I am. It's who you are. And I think that's when this whole world of manifesting visualization, getting what you want through your thoughts and through your energy. I think that's really hitting the nail on the head. You need to become it on such a level that it's just who you are. You know, Mm -hmm. like just saying, I always tell people like just saying positive affirmations, like, you know, won't really help unless you feel it, unless you live it, unless it's part of your DNA. Gosh, the mind body connection thing is, is fascinating. I'm so happy that there's so much research coming out about it now because you know, a lot of people still don't believe in it, but it, it's changed so many people's lives. And, you know, I'm thankful that I haven't had any serious health conditions, but I've manifested a way like, you know, like I always had little bumps on my arms, like rosacea. And I literally meditated it away like a year ago and it's been gone since. Like, and I don't know if you know, like Dr. Joe Dispenza's work. I'm obsessed with him. I went to one of his week long events like two months ago. And like, I met people there that had cured themselves of like cancer. Like it sounds crazy, but when you're meeting people that have actually done it, it doesn't sound that crazy anymore. I think it's such a powerful tool. So I'm so happy to hear that. That's really cool. And, you know, I I think it's important to say as well, like I've always been kind of scared because like I also have breast implants right now. Like, did you ever get them removed? So a lot of people ask me that question also. So I, I did have them replaced because one of them ruptured. Yeah. And at the time, you know, I, I thought about taking them out and I thought for me the the, the way to create less scar tissue was just to just replace what was there. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing another huge surgery and creating more scar tissue in the area and possibly disrupting the tumor in some way. I just basically just replaced them. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I, if had, I had the choice, would I do them again? No. Yeah. Um, but I felt that the right thing for me at the time to create less scar tissue and like more of a a less invasive surgery was just to basically take out what was there and put something back in, just not in the same area. Cause when I put them in, I I went through my armpit. So, and then when I replaced them, I went through the front. Got it. Okay. I didn't want to disrupt the same area where, and kind of pass through the same place again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I feel as well, like I, I love mine so much and I, I don't really want to get them taken out. So, you know, just thinking in my head, you know, it, it's a low likelihood of anything ever happening. Like it is a risk that we take, I guess, but you know, it's so I, funny because people ask me, they're like, you're so spiritual, Mimi, you like teach meditations, you, you know, you, you don't dr- like drink that much. You don't do any drugs. Like you're so healthy. Like, why do you have a boob job? And I, I just literally like, it's, it's one of the things I have. Like, I, I think you can be spiritual and also want to change yourself in, in little ways in a loving way. Like, you know, there's, there's really, you don't need to be like a monk in a cave to be spiritual. You can be spiritual and, and wear makeup and have things. And, you know, I, I, I'm such a firm believer in that. <laughs> Listen, I'm a big believer in you should 
do whatever you want to your body without anyone else judging you. It's not their body. It's your body. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't make less or any more spiritual having them or not having them. It has nothing to do with each. It's like apples and oranges. So to me, yeah. it, people shouldn't judge in general. So I agree. And talking about body, <laughs> you're so unbelievably fit and you eat such incredible looking food all the time. I want to know everything because I see you on the Peloton a lot. Like, tell me your kind of like whole lifestyle, your healthy lifestyle, because I think it's super inspiring. You're a businesswoman, you're a mom, you cook every day, you work out and you're so fit and you're just like killing it in all areas of life. You know, the, the, the body thing is genetics, luckily, you know, um, but I also feel like, you know, I take care of myself. Um, I'm going to be 50 on May 1st. And I, you know, I, I made a choice. I have thyroid disease also. So I've got an autoimmune disease. So, you know, 20 years ago, I made a big life decision to eat better. Um, you know, the gluten-free has been a struggle, but only within, you know, I've really gotten much better with the gluten-free, um, in during COVID for some reason, it's like, I've just really cut it. It's always sort of meandering back and forth, being gluten, not being gluten-free. And, but the, you know, I, I'm, I really am all about reducing inflammation in my body now. And making sure you don't eat dairy though, and I do drink coffee. But and I but I don't drink as much as I used to. But I, I think, you know, when I eat bad food, I feel bad. So I think it's something that you just have to learn on your own. You know, I eat I eat terrible food for years. You know, I would eat fast food, I would eat meat. I don't really eat meat anymore. I just I now really learn to listen to my body and I eat what my body craves. I don't try to diet, I don't diet. You know, I eat tons of cheese. I eat whatever I want. I just am really smart about the way that I eat because I have health issues that, that restrict me. You know, if I didn't have a thyroid disease, I'd probably eat gluten all day long. Mm-hmm. But I'm terrible and it affects me. It affects my mind clarity. It affects my energy levels. It affects my mood. So, you know, I'm smart about what I put into my body. Yeah. You know, I fuel it with things. You know, I try to eat as much color as I can. I try to not eat out of packages. You know, it's little things like that, that people don't understand. And that's sort of where my salt came into play. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about that, but that is just, I would love to talk about it. I bought, so I bought everyone listening. Jennifer also has a line of these like spiced salts and they're so good. And the packaging is so cute. And they're in these cute little like glass containers. I have them in my kitchen. I actually need to put in another order because they're so good. And like you literally do it all. So tell me about your salts and why you created them and why you saw there was a gap in the market for this. You know, it wasn't even, it was sort of like my jewelry. So when I started my jewelry company, there really, I know there were not people selling fine jewelry direct to consumer, you know, focused on women, you know, back when I started my business, you know, now it's like the big thing to do in every jewelry business that starts now says, Oh, we, you know, we, women are buying jewelry for themselves for the first time. Well, that's not true. They've been doing it for years. Um, but you know, we started a website 16 years ago doing it uh, differently. And so, but that was out of a need for something that I couldn't find. So the salt is sort of the same thing. So I was always looking for something, you know, I always like to eat eggs in the morning um, because that's my protein. Um, and it was normally like an avocado toast or something like that, you know, my, my gluten-free CD bread or something. And I could never really find the right blend to put on it in the morning. Everything had garlic or onion in it. And I'm like, I don't want garlic onion breath all day. So I, my father would send me lemons and avocados from California because he's always been a gardener and, a, you know, I, he would have been a farmer if he could have, but he grows all kinds of vegetables and amazing things and always ships them to me in boxes. 
and I don't like to waste any of them. So I would always grate the lemon rinds and the lemons and use juice the lemons. And I made this interest, you know, on the side of my stove, I just started putting all of this, all of the herbs that I would normally put on my eggs or in my salad. I just put into a bowl just to make it easier. So I wasn't having to pull things out all the time. And I literally just kept this on the side of my stove and I kept putting it on things. And my husband, Kevin kept saying, this tastes really good. Are you using that salt or that blend? And I'm like, yeah, I'm using it. And then one day I put my avocado toast on my jewelry account on Instagram, you know? the time that like everybody was really being annoying about avocado toast and everybody was doing it. I decided to be annoying and to do the same thing. So I put my avocado poached egg on Instagram and I literally got more comments about, well, first of all, how to, how to poach an egg. But second of all, what's on your, what is, what's, what seasoning do you use on that? And I said, well, it's this, this salt blend that I make. And the, just the, the comments because at the time there wasn't DMs, it was just like, can I buy it? Can I buy it? You know, and people asking, you know, where, where can they get it? And so much so that I kept doing it and people kept asking that we were like, let's package this and sell it. And so that's how Jennifer Fisher universal salt started. Um, it's amazing. It's yeah. so good. Thank you. I, you know, and then we did, then Christmas was coming up holiday gifting and we gifted all of our editors. I made a spicy version and we sent it to all of the editors because they, you know, they get so much, they get so many gifts and, you know, I, they didn't need a chocolate bar with my face or my logo on it because I didn't want to make them feel crappy at their desk. I'm like, let's give them something that when they're sitting there working, they can make an avocado mash. So we sent them two avocados, a lemon, my spicy salt, some chili oil, and some, uh, re some really good um, tortilla chips. And I got letters from editors and chiefs, like handwritten notes that I'd never gotten before saying, oh my God, this is the best gift I've ever gotten because I can actually use it. And it was delicious. So that's how Spicy started. And it's just sort of has gone on and on from there. And then I started a food Instagram and I started putting my recipes on the website. And it turns out, you know, so many people have Hashimoto's, have hypothyroidism, have so many different kinds of health issues that they need to learn how to eat gluten-free you know, with more pure organic, you know, ingredients. And also people that don't know how to cook, learning really basic recipes, like how to poach an egg, how to make homemade tomato sauce, how to make a homemade vinaigrette, you know, instead of like, here is my crazy, you know, you know, infused bird with rosemary. And I mean, it's, you know, it's simple stuff. So everybody can make it. Yeah. And it's easy. It's so easy. And I think with seasoning too, like if you're trying to eat healthy, it is such a game changer. Like I was just marinating some chicken and I put like a whole array of spices and stuff. And like, it, you know, cause I ran out of your salt, of course, but <laughs> I need to get more, but, um, you know, it, it's like, it makes healthy eating taste really good. If you have like simple protein, veg, like just basic food, it makes it taste so good. So it just makes it effortless almost. And Obviously, when your healthy food tastes good, you want to eat it more and then you get healthier and so on and so forth. So tell me, what are some of your, because you cook such amazing food and you're, I'm always looking on your Insta stories, you're always cooking like insane food for, for your kids and your husband. Like, what are your go-to meals? Because I know a lot of people listening might be just like uninspired in the kitchen, maybe including myself right now. What are some of your go-to meals that everyone likes that is healthy that you just always go back to? Well, I, you know, the salads have been really popular. And what's so interesting too is the salad dressings and, and, and also like, the, you know, I've got a mom's not lazy, lazy chicken. I've got a lemon chicken, you know, really basic things you can put on your weekly rotation that will, you know, sustain you through the week. You know, I've got a rib recipe. I've got, 
you know, deconstructed chicken bakes. And there's, there's so many things to just really go on my website under the kitchen section, under recipes and just scroll through. And or if, if there's something that you're in the mood to make, enter a keyword at the top and search it. It's, you know, there's pretty much everything there. I was into casseroles for a while and then I was into baking for a while. I just kind of, I don't, it's not calculated. I literally just go off of what I feel like eating or what I think my family's going to want to eat for the week. But you know, there's always my, I hate mayonnaise. So there's always my mayo free ranch in my refrigerator. Now I did a mayo free green goddess. I've got my mustard vinaigrette. So I've got all my things that I keep in the fridge, um, for the family, like, you know, the chicken cut up greens. That's another thing that I think, um, you know, on Sundays I use that as like my, my meal prep day. So I do, I do Sundays, but now I've got two teenagers in the house. So the food goes really fast. Um, so I've got to go, I've got to go every two days. So it's like Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, um, meal prepping, but you know, chopping up the lettuces, making sure everything is rinsed and clean, making sure, you know, if there's a special cheese that you want, that it's grated, you know, really easy things that you can just throw together. So you've got your breakfast, lunch, and dinner going, you know, keep your organic things in the house. You need to do like a gorgeous coffee table cookbook type of book. I'm sure that's in the works, but (laughs) you know, no, to be quite honest, it is not. You know, people have been asking me, I, I am working on my third CB2 collaboration though, but we can talk about that later. But, um, you know, the book thing has been a, it's a funny thing. I'm, 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 I'm on the fence about it. You know, I, you know, we live in a digital world and we're a digital brand and I'd like to try to do something digital with it. Okay. Cause I feel like you know, maybe, yeah, it would be nice to have another beautiful coffee table book, but I don't really use cookbooks personally. So I just, I, it's one of those things, like I, I'd rather create something that maybe isn't out there that we could do differently, that, that maybe will be useful for other people in a new way. Ah, like, so, so, like an app of sorts or something. Oh, something. So we're in the works of talking about something cool that we could do that maybe isn't just a typical book. Mm-hmm. You know, I would love to publish a book. I don't know if anyone would want to buy my book, but you know, I think if it's they something- They totally would. <laughs> A hundred percent, they would. hundred percent. That would be really cool. I feel like even if it's not food related, like I feel like you would just be able to design like a gorgeous, like something book. How, how do you manage all of this? Like for people listening right now, I'm sure they're like, oh my God, this woman is a superwoman. She does it all. She cooks for her big family. She's, you know, designing jewelry, doing big collaborations with CB2, you know, just doing it all. Like, how do you do it all? Do you have a great team? Or I just do, you do it. Organize your time really efficiently. Well, listen, I listen. My team. I couldn't do any of this without my team. Let's be really clear about that. Like you know, my employees that do what they do every day for us to make this brand evolve and move forward. I mean, we couldn't do it without them. You know, um, of course, it's about the team. Um, but you know, it's also about you know, my husband Kevin is the president of the company, um, so that's an interesting dynamic, especially during COVID, um, cause he's high risk. So we've been, have to, we've been really careful with him, um, and during this time. So he has not been going to the office, uh, really, and neither have I, um, except for, I was there for the beginning of COVID, but that's another story. Cause I had to run the business alone for three months, but, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of a good story. Uh, <laughs> um, like I was shipping the orders myself. Oh my God. Did someone quit or something? No, it was COVID. Oh but Yeah. We, it was COVID. So we couldn't have anyone go in and do it. And the, you know, the, the orders kind of skyrocketed because everybody was on zoom and everyone needed hoops and necklaces. Um, but back to your question, sorry, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to go on a tangent there, but um, you know, 
how do I do it every day? You know, I have the support of my husband. I have, you know, I, I also like, it's not even a choice. Like I love what I do. I'm so lucky every day that I can wake up and be a living, breathing human being and be on this planet and to be healthy and to have the opportunity to make this jewelry, sell this jewelry, cook this food, sell that salt. Like, I mean, I, who's not, I, I am lucky. I, I'm grateful every day for what I have. So I think that's another thing too, just being really grateful for what you've got and making the most of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't fall into my lap. I didn't come from it. You had to build it, you know? And so I also, I'm also very protective about it because I have had to build it and it was not handed to me. So I, my work ethic is, is ingrained. And in, since I was a kid, you know, I wanted a certain dress when I was 14, my dad said, great, go get a job, you know? Yeah. And so I got a job, you know, and I was the best sales girl in that clothing store. And I, I lied about my age and said that I was 15. So, you know, it, it's a matter. I think there's a hustle. I think that you have to just want to get it done and you want to evolve and move forward. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That's that's spot on. You know, there, there's no secret to it. You just got to work really hard and want it badly enough. And yeah. And some yeah. days suck. Some yeah. days are terrible. Some days are scary. Most days are scary. If we're going to be quite honest about it, you know, um, you know, we're an independently owned business with no investors. You know, we've built this by ourselves. We don't have money in the background handed to us. So it's, it's, it's terrifying, but it's, it's really fucking cool. It is super cool. <laughs> have you ever had a moment where you looked friend. back? Yeah. What have you had a moment where you've looked back on the success you've had with this line for the past 16 years and 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 just thought to yourself, holy shit. Like have you had that one moment or it's been more gradual over time? Dude, I'm not there yet. Like we're I'm I see like where I where we're just starting. So I'm like wait, let's talk in 10 years. You know, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't believe in age. I don't believe in, you know, putting limits on yourself based off of age or even, you know, where you are in life. I think that, you know, you tomorrow's always a new day and, you know, uh, talk to me in 10 years, but yeah. Am I proud of what I've built? Absolutely. Um, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Good. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. So before we finish off, I want to hear, your kind of basic staples when it comes to jewelry, just to kind of bring it back home for people listening. You know, you obviously wear epic jewelry yourself. You're always decked out in all of your designs. If somebody wanted to know kind of, you know, what basic pieces that you sell that, you know, you think everyone should have, what do you think it should be? Well, first of all, I think it's always, you know, everyone should own a really nice gold chain. You know, and that's, you know, because you can, you can live your whole life with a beautiful gold chain and you can put whatever you want on that beautiful gold chain. You know, I, I do think hoop earrings are important, but that's not really what, how my business started. And that's not really at the end of the day, who we are as a brand. Yes. We get a, a lot of notoriety for it because we're very lucky that a lot of people wear them, but I really believe in, 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 like I said, the talisman of life, of life's collections and, and, you know, buying that first chain for yourself or getting it gifted to you with that one charm and then building on that for the rest of your life and having something to you that is meaningful every day that gives you, you know, more, more empowerment. Uh, no, but I think, I really believe that, you know, it's not only in your mind, but I also believe that you can wear things that, you know, make you feel more powerful. You know, I throw this thing over my charm necklace, if you can hear it over my head every day. And I feel more powerful wearing it because what's on it is so important to me, hmm. you know, and it grounds you. So I would say the first thing that you should buy is a very nice real gold chain. You know, you can buy a lot of fake ones out there. Yes. That are not real, but wait, you know, save up. 
buy a nice chain. It doesn't have to be super heavy, but something you'll have the rest of your life because those don't ever go out of style and they'll, you know, it'll never tarnish. Yeah. Do you shower and everything with your jewelry? Absolutely not. No, no, I do not believe in that. It's not my thing. You should always take your jewelry off because, well, you know, pearls, enamel, certain, certain types of jewelry can be affected by, you know, even if you're using natural soaps and conditioners and shampoos, you know, even sunscreens that that can all uh, tarnish or discolor your jewelry. You have to be really careful. You know, Mm -hmm. if it's a plain gold chain and you want to wear it every day, all day long with nothing on it, sure. Shower. But you know, I've got pearls on mine and I want to be careful because I don't want anything to happen to my pearls. Um, But if it's just plain gold, you can shower in it and do whatever you want in it. But I wear other things. Mm-hmm. Um, I do leave in, you know, my small, if I have small, real gold um, earrings or diamonds, you can wear those in the shower. But I don't really sleep in jewelry. You know, these three bracelets that I have on, I have on these three um, ID bracelets. These don't ever come off of me. So I shower in these. But I'm, the first thing I do when I get home is I take my jewelry off. Really? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, it's a, it's a thing. I, I, it's just my thing. Yeah. I take it off except for my bracelets. It's like taking. And off I put it in the dish. <laughs> what? It's like taking your bra off at a, after a long day. <laughs> I know exactly. That's sort of the same thing. I take yeah. my jewelry off. I take my bra off. I take my socks off. It's the whole thing. It's like my little routine. <laughs> I love. I it. just made a special dish. I actually just made a special marble dish that's coming out in in August for the removal of the jewelry upon. So you can put your keys on one side and your jewelry on the other. That's amazing. I love that. Well, thank you so much for spending this time with me, Jennifer. This was so much fun. I loved, loved this, this conversation with you to get to know you better. And I think this is a great combo. Where can everyone find you? Where can they go check you out? Everyone can go check me out at uh, jenniferfisher.com. We used to be jenniferfisherjewelry.com. Now we are jenniferfisher.com. You can look at my Instagram. It's at jenniferfisherjewelry and at jenniferfisherkitchen. And you can find all of my salts and my recipes on my website under the kitchen section. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mimi.